1: Number one for the one and only Couple with a break, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR.
2: We are DNVR, and we are live here from Studio A at the DNVR Bar, and today the A stands for Another one. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in just a second, but first I want to give a shout out to uh our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver.edu slash online. MSU Denver Online, the best place to go if you're looking to get an education while keeping a full time job. MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institutions so check out our friends over at msudenver.edu slash online. My boys, we got the three
3: of us back
2: today, just as the Broncos are back. Yeah. You love to see that. You you love to see Russell Wilson going out there in the all blues Mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know what I love to see? Just love to see how thick he is. You know, I just (laughs) think, I think that, uh, Russell Wilson is doing a lot of heavy lifting for the thick boys of Denver. I think um, it's fair to say it's going to be a thick boy summer. Oh man, I mean the jersey's tight, the <laughs> arms are
3: popping out. He's uh, he, he's he's not afraid to to wear the tight clothes. Yeah, exactly,
2: Mace.
0: Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Let, let's let's you know he, he threw well. I'm more concerned with how he threw than how he looked.
2: I promise you, he's going to throw well yeah. every single practice from now <laughs> until the start of the season.
0: Yes, he absolutely
3: will. And what he brings that other quarterbacks here haven't is he's going to throw well into the season.
2: We can only, yes. That at least will be a little more unpredictable. Uh, but if Case Keenum can have a near perfect training camp, yeah. uh, Russell Wilson is going to look like a god. Well, he can. the thing is,
0: though, you want him to test what he can do. Case Keenum's problem was he wasn't really kind of testing the limits of himself, testing the limits of his offense. And that's why he goes out there in training camp four years ago and goes you know, without interception throughout camp. That Peyton Manning, look, I, I've been there to see Peyton Manning have multi-interception days at practice. Why? Because he's testing his receivers. He's testing the limits of the offense. He's finding out what he can get away with, what windows work, what, what, what ones don't. So they're, they're going to... Look, Russell Wilson will throw some picks in practice, and that is perfectly okay.
2: Totally fine. Um, I did start this podcast by saying uh, the A stands for another one. Can I, <laughs> can I toss to Zach in sports for that?
3: Well, last <laughs> night... Thank you, Producer Kale. Last night, we had another... Championship won by RK. Is that number six? Number six. Let's toss to RK to get his uh, analysis.
2: Uh, well, I honestly don't need to give any analysis. Um, uh, you know, I I don't have to say anything. A lot of people are saying things about me um mm, uh, so i nice yeah i mean we'll see you know uh i, I believe producer kale has a couple of clips here <laughs> uh, from the media so let's uh let's see what the media has to say uh about what i've got going on because
3: yes because listen market. man if rk wins does it doesn't mean that rk is the best madden player in this league hmm, good no. question what? no he, he i mean he's dominated for oh, so long it's he, true. I, what do you have how can he defend against that 'Cause you beat him in a regular season. Nobody cares about regular seasons, dude. Good point. Excellent. I know. Everybody. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I guess I guess it would make sense to say if RK does win yeah. the Super Bowl this year, yeah. then he then you have to kind of give him the nod that he's the best in the league. Because mm. you know, two Super Bowl appearances and one win. Um and then all of the Super Bowl wins that he had from the last Madden, you know, I don't Yeah, we, He's not doing God, it to that ninety nine overall quarterback.
3: No, he's not. yeah. I mean he's doing it the best running back. All
2: right and then let's just hear one more clip from that very good podcast. Uh, I love this the podcast. podcast. It's my, it's my favorite yes. podcast MADN podcast yeah uh, one more clip this one's from after the game let's just let's just hear this one. We've seen better games. I don't think we've seen better game plans mm. than what we oh. saw executed by RK in this game. Today. <laughs> wow. seven and a half minute first drive the Browns didn't touch the ball until there were six and a half minutes left in the second quarter. That was just insane to start yeah, the game. That, that, that is. All right, you point. can cut it. That is probably the best game
3: plan I've ever seen. So you're feeling uh, good,
2: is what we could say. Oh, I'm having a really good day. <laughs> having a really, really good day. I like
3: how having five championships I didn't make you the no best. No one else has more than one. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes.
2: <laughs> but now I've got six, baby. Uh, a lot of people are saying, like, I'm right in there in the conversation with MJ, mm, Kareem, of course. Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, A lot of people say, like, the only thing I have left to do is catch Bill Russell. So The question um, is, are you retiring now, or are you chasing Tom? uh, You know, uh, I I might just have to go chase Bill. Wow. Wait, people were
0: actually watching you play a game? Of course. And then doing a podcast. And doing a podcast about it. This is the generational thing. I do not get watching people play video games Uh, at all. It's would have I actually
2: would have said the same thing about... A year ago yeah um even when i first started in the league uh, people are like, posting the streams of like, i could never watch that now if yeah. i'm not doing something else or even if i'm just like watching other tv i'll watch like the rockies game and put whatever madden games on on my phone <laughs> it's it's just fun especially because you like know that you, like now that we've been doing this for nine seasons or 10 seasons you like know the players you know right. their styles right. you're like oh that's gonna be an interesting clash so it's fun. Also, a huge shout out to Will and Levon for putting together that mm-hmm. podcast. It's like the coolest thing. Like, It's literally my favorite podcast. <laughs>
3: it's awesome. It's so cool.
2: I listen to it every time it drops. Like, I've never had a podcast before. As soon as it drops, I drop whatever I'm doing <laughs> to listen to it.
3: And it started two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, that was only like episode two and three. Um, so I got to be a guest on there. That was a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just awesome i I love that league and uh and i I obviously joke around but it's brought a lot of joy to my life
3: it's it's so i mean it's a community within this community and it's so cool because of just so many people haven't met each other and it's just a really good uh symbol for what our big community
2: is a hundred percent is it's a cool little like distilled sub community and a lot of people are talking about it. it's an xbox league um you can get on the wait list which is always uh, rapidly growing uh, email timmy from sweden at gmail.com he is our great commissioner uh, and he'll get you on the wait list
3: man i remember when like three four years ago we were first putting that out
2: there yep it's crazy it actually wasn't that long but it feels like that we started wow. in march of 2020 wow it's I only know. been two years yeah wow yeah. it's pretty crazy all right all right enough about this we can congratulations move on. Thank, you, champ. thank you thank you thank you thank you uh I I You gonna make
0: rings for that?
2: I don't want all the attention. I don't want to be compared to MJ and oh, Kareem. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. you know that wouldn't be right <laughs> to the greats. Um okay. <laughs> Let's move on here. We talked a little bit about mini-camp opening yesterday. Like I said, you got to see Russ in the in the uniform, which like every one of these little milestones makes it a little bit more real. Yep. I still don't think it's gonna fully set in until week one, drive one. You see Russell Wilson go out there, and maybe not even till he like makes a Russell Wilson esque play for the Broncos will it be like fully real to me that he's a bronco
3: and yesterday was kind of a step in that direction because we've seen him holding up the number three jersey we've seen him in the uc health training center but yesterday we saw him on the practice field wearing the broncos helmet wearing number three and throwing a football kind of leading the team on the field that got a little bit more real to me yesterday
0: yeah it's it's kind of that visceral moment when you actually see him in the jersey and and of course, the Broncos are still wearing the game jerseys out there at practice. It's the fourth straight year they've done that. So that I think make that makes game it a jerseys
2: l- with a giant mattress on them. Yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. But the game
0: style with yes. the tight, the, the the snug fit. Yep. Remember that was and that's, uh, that was a Vic Fangio thing because he wanted less. He didn't want uh, his linemen to hold as much. I like and it. when the jerseys were looser, traditional practice jerseys, it was a little easier to grab. You know, just you know, just spare uh cloth floating in the breeze you don't have that anymore and that and so nathaniel hackett has kept that but you kind of you could it, it was a pre, it was a pretty quick visualization especially because unlike a, because he wore the uniform pants too he went blue yep. on he went blue on blue he did i don't statement i don't think that's the best look but <laughs> i think he would have been better with the white pants but
2: i prefer the whites as well yeah um <laughs> i liked but- it but I, I thought it was a, it was a fashion but statement he's worn, day one. But
0: he's also worn blue on blue a lot in Seattle too. So I wonder if blue on blue is just something he's comfortable with because mm. the Seahawks base home uniform is the blueberry look.
2: Well, I would say you never want to look more like the Seahawks, but unless you're talking about the old Seahawks, they actually had good uniforms. Which
0: one's the silver helmets? Yep, silver helmets. Oh, they helmet. should go back to those in the And they had second. the
2: greens that they could work in too, I think. Ugh, not the green. Yeah. The <laughs> lime greens right now?
0: No, no, those are terrible. Oh, they've never had – that's the only – Okay, they've I thought never, they maybe had
2: like that sea nah, no, – No,
0: unfortunately they didn't because that was before the era of third jerseys. Makes it's sense. It's too bad because – I agree. That like that green was a great green. Back in the '80s, that would have that thing would have popped with the green and the silver.
2: Yep. Oh man, that Ooh. would have been nice. Uh, but yeah, the current Seahawks look is god awful. Um, <laughs> so anything <laughs> would have field, been. An, too. Yes, <laughs> anything would have been an improvement for Russ. I will say, uh, like, I hate this because blue on blue is not my favorite. But if he says like this is what I this is what I feel most comfortable in, then you just Give it to him as many times as he wants. Yep,
3: exactly, and that's why we <laughs> may see the Broncos trot that out a few more times this year if that is what he wants.
2: Did you see? Um, someone posted that they got a Russ color rush jersey for their kid, and it came with the regular font number.
0: It actually looked awesome. Wow. <laughs> wow, I didn't like it. I did. Like I, I thought like if you everyone's like, oh, how do we melt merge the old and the new? Like if you go for a new for a new Bronco look, can you keep an can you keep an element of The current one, I thought it looked fabulous. Like that, that to me, like if they wanted to mash up eight, you know, 70s, 80s, early 90s with late 90s, 2000s, 2010s, I saw that. I'm like, that, that actually looks really sharp.
2: You love, um, you love a, a a decade, uh, across decade mashup. Like you love that Nuggets. I do.
0: I, I, I mean, if, if you could get a little, get a little vertical stripe element somewhere. Uh, subtly in there, maybe even uh, somehow get the uh, stripes on the sleeves from the '60s—the blue blue stripes on the orange jersey—I think you'd have that'd be pretty amazing.
2: I, no, I, um, no diamond side panels on a football jersey,
0: though. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> unless you're talking about like uh, argyle down the pants that uh, North, like Carolina North Carolina has—that's fine. But, or they actually have it on the helmet now too. But this is this is starting to become a rerun of the D-line. Uh, podcast that we had a couple weeks back so let's let's get let's get back on task (laughs) here to practice that's that's what (laughs) happens
2: when you get to see guys basically throw on air you got to talk about Mm -hmm. how they looked yeah
3: yeah yeah and one of the things that was really funny that caught my eye right away was nathaniel hackett in the past, we've heard head coaches, their first-time head coaches, specifically Vance and Vic, say, uh, you know, it's going to take us a while to figure out where our place needs to be on the practice field. It took Nathaniel Hackett about two minutes to find that out. At the very start of practice, right after the team stretched, Nathaniel Hackett was about 30 yards away from the action, watching over the quarterbacks do throw throw routes on air to wide receivers. And that's typically where you see the head coach stand is kind of far away from the action, able to take it all in. You know, he can turn his head to the other practice field. If he wants to see the defense, he gets to watch over his group, which is the offense. I kid you not two minutes later, he was in the middle of the field screaming. I'm a linebacker. I'm a linebacker <laughs> as a drill was going on to, to try to, you know, force Russell Wilson to make a certain decision or not. And then two minutes after that, he's lining up behind Russell Wilson as the running back, and after practice, he was asked about this, and he says, I'm, I'm going to be everywhere, and we want to make this as real as possible, so I want to make sure that our running backs were doing some other things, so I want to make sure that Russ knows where the running back's going to be, and I just love this, because it took Nathaniel Hackett two minutes to go from, you know, okay, I'm supposed to be the head coach, where should I be, okay, just overlooking everything, to being himself, be yourself, yeah. and Nathaniel Hackett, He's going to succeed or fail by being himself, and so I'm happy he's at least doing it his way. Yeah.
2: Well, and I'll tell you this. You will fail if you're not yourself. Right. So I like you saying you succeed or fail as yourself. Uh, and, and to be fair and give credit to Vic Fangio, I think he did succeed or fail right. as himself. Right. He failed as himself. Right. But he didn't change who he was, uh, and I think that's at least you know respectable from this perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. The thing is he needs to be himself over time, For the entire team. Uh, He's said, look, I'll be really kind of helping the offense because he's going to be doing the play calling. But at the same time, as the head coach, he's going to have to be, as time goes on, we're not expecting it on day one. He needs to kind of find his role. But by training camp, he needs to be somebody who's coaching the entire team and is aware of everything going on. You don't want more moments like the one that you had last year at training camp where Bradley Chubb and Garrett Bowles get into a scrum and Fangio doesn't know enough about it to comment after practice about it. I think Hackett will do well with that, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see if he over time involves himself on the defensive side from time to time in the same way. Does he put himself in as a running back in uh, a, de- a defensive drill? I, I think, I think I, I, over time he will do that. But that's something that he does need to do, and it's worth watching over the next few months.
3: I think it's going to take a lot of time for that to happen mm. because Nathaniel Hackett is clearly working side, and side side by side with Russell Wilson. I mean, r- during those drills, he's the one specifically talking to Russ. And honestly, I'm okay with that. And Mace, I do think that if he's going to be a successful head coach, he will eventually turn into that. But I think it may take a year or two for, for him to do that. I think well, so much of his attention is going to be on Russ, especially because when Justin Outen was hired as the offensive coordinator and had his introductory press conference, one of the things he said was, I'm used to being around tight ends and offensive linemen. I need to work my way into that quarterback room. Well, you can't just not have a coach, one of the top two coaches in there. So I think that is going to be Hackett for a majority of this whole first year.
0: You've also got Clint Kubiak, though, who has called plays, does have play calling experience. And so hopefully he'll lean on him a little bit to where to do kind of the the details from day to day because if Nathaniel Hackett isn't a coach for the whole team, it's not going to work. I mean, Sean McVay became a coach for the entire team. And the sooner that Hackett gets up to speed on this, the better. I mean, I'm concerned. Look, I think this is going to be a one-year. There's going to be a learning curve involved with this. That's why I don't expect this to be a Super Bowl team this year because you're asking a lot of people to level jump. But the sooner that Nathaniel Hackett coaches the entire team, the better.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think I'm with you on that, but I will say, I think he's just working on priorities right now. And as we know, the four pillars of a franchise that you all need on the same place are owner, GM, coach, and quarterback. And so he has to get coach and quarterback down. Um, coach and GM, I think they're, they're well on their way. There obviously is no owner right now, so you can't do that. The first and most important thing is for Russ and coach hack to have a symbiotic relationship. And so, I think that's that's the most important box for him to check off. And then I would I would of course like to see him expand his role, go out to the defense. You know, once he knows that you know me and Russ. We're dialed. I don't have to be with him every second.
3: Right, and 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 I totally agree with that. Uh, and it's crazy the role that Russ is taking this week as well. And I want to talk about that, but first, got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now you bet on any playoff game in the NBA, five bucks, you win one hundred and fifty dollars right away in free bets. That's all you have to do. Bet five dollars in any any NBA game. Doesn't matter if you win or lose, you get one hundred and fifty free dollars in bets. And there's no better time to get in than right now. And you can use that one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets on the Nuggets tomorrow night on the NFL Draft. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So get in. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get $150 in free bets when you bet $5 on any NBA game this week. It's $150 in free bets to start off your account over at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NBA must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply to DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
2: Also, you mentioned the Nuggets. Uh, and, of course... The- The Avs out there, even the Rapids, they all share a common problem, and it's that most people in this town cannot watch them on television. shame. It's an absolute shame. It's a joke. It's an embarrassment. Um, Well said. And there's one place out there doing uh, the Lord's work, trying to change that. It's Ivaca TV, a place where you can go and sign up for cheap and get a streaming service that will allow you to watch the Nuggets avs and rockies and rapids uh from the comfort of your own couch without having to you know go to any sketchy websites that are going to give you viruses on your computer no check out ivaca tv at ivaca.tv and you can get uh 25 bucks a month plus ten dollars for your receiver which is an incredible deal deal. and when you use the code dnvr you can get ten dollars off your first three months so it's super cheap it's super safe it's super easy uh and it's uh it's a nice push back against the embarrassment that I referenced earlier.
0: Of course, if you want to come on down and uh, watch the games, we got, we got the watch parties going on the DMVR bar. What do we got this week?
2: Yeah, I got nuggets tomorrow. Um, Heck like I said yes. yesterday on the pod, um, I was so worried about the, the energy people are going to bring into game four and everyone brought top tier energy. Mm-hmm. So if they brought it, then I know they're bringing it tomorrow. Hell, why not us? yeah why not us let's make this thing a series um so come on down hang out at the dnvr bar tomorrow night uh of course every night we got something going on here but uh would love to see everyone tomorrow night specifically. Let's try and give the Nuggets some, some good energy, some good vibes.
3: Man, and then it's just going to be – the vibes are going to be unreal if they win tomorrow. It's going to be so much fun. And so is the draft this weekend where Ooh. we're going to be covering it on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. You know where to be. Tune into YouTube where we're going to be going live for Thursday night and Friday night, then a recap on Saturday. Make sure to be rolling with us. Because Russell Wilson is going to be rolling with George Payton. And guys, the amount of input that Russell Wilson has on this team is already gargantuan. We knew uh, even before he was officially introduced as a Bronco, he called Randy Gregory eight times to recruit him to denver so he was already helping out as a free agent now he's helping out george payton evaluate players in the draft george payton admitted last week that he keeps him in the loop on guys he's looking at yesterday russ elaborated a little more saying that one of the one of the things that russ is doing is george will tell him hey would you look at this certain guy tell me what you think russ will go look at the film uh, evaluate then go back to him I personally love this because I think George Payton is a smart enough guy where he's going to understand that Russell Wilson only has a certain amount of time in order to do things, so he's only going to give him a few things, but then George is also smart enough to understand that... Russ is coming from a different mindset and a different perspective. And what did George Payton say last week? He wants a perspective uh, of Darren Moogie, of Nathaniel Hackett, but also he wants a perspective of the interns. So I love that he's getting the perspective of Russell Wilson here.
2: I mean, we talk about this a lot when we hear these issues come up in other places and we're like, what are they thinking? How are you not consulting Aaron Rodgers about what he wants? How are you not you know, giving him a wide receiver when he needs one? Um, How how did you screw up this relationship and it's obviously early so it's easier but I just love that it feels like the Broncos are doing everything they can to make their quarterback happy which seems like the most obvious thing to do but a lot of places don't do it and in fact it's one of the reasons why Russell Wilson is here in the first place Seattle mismanaged their relationship with Russell Wilson so you know you obviously don't want Russ to be the end-all be-all right um but you absolutely want a future Hall of Fame quarterback's opinions on players.
0: I think he has an interesting perspective as well because this is somebody who dropped in the draft 10 years ago because of a physical attribute or a lack thereof, which was height. Mm. And I think his own perspective probably involves looking past the measurables and looking at the player. And... Sometimes you can get too you can get too caught up in the forty time, the short shuttle, the bench press, yada yada yada. You know, we we talked last week about relative athletic score, and I think that has some value. But I think Russ's gift through his life experience is going to be seeing these guys as players, not as data points.
2: Right, and I mean, I don't know how much they consulted Russ in Seattle when it comes to like his weapons, mm-hmm. but he had one. That's definitely a, you know, more of a heart guy in Tyler Lockett. And then one where he was like, okay, well, this guy is just the most insane physical freak I've ever seen mm-hmm. in DK Metcalf. And they got him too. So, you know, if they were consulting him, which we don't really know, um, then it would show that he wasn't like biased towards, you know, small guys or whatever. Just go, like you said, Mace, just look at the player. Can mm-hmm. he play or not?
3: Right. E- exactly. And that's what Russ said. Uh, and he even, he, he had a really interesting quote. He said, you know, some people wrote me off coming out of the draft because of my height. And I thought, John Elway was at practice today. Have you talked to him about this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but exactly, Russ is going to be looking at different things. And George Payton, uh, we, we have Jose coming in the comment section and said, Yeah, Russ is doing that, but should he? Yes. I think George Payton's not going to get bullied. Uh, at least initially, and I don't think Russ is going to be bullying George Payton into taking guys. Russ isn't in there understanding the Broncos' big board up and down, so I do think he's going to stay in his lane. George Payton, I like that he's reaching out because you have no more valuable asset than Russell Wilson on your team. He is the most important thing in this organization now, and I do think George Payton understands that, so it's really smart to get that started off on the right foot, and then the goal is to manage it just like that the next 10 years and keep everyone happy. If
0: you have a bunch of Wisconsin guys picked over the next couple of years, though, I think we'll be able to say Russ.
2: What about mm-hmm. NC State? Mm-hmm.
0: Doesn't have the same affinity for State as he does mm, Wisconsin. It's like a Peyton
2: Manning situation. It, it, it
0: is a little. Very, actually, that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> We're
3: going to be saying it's like a Russell Wilson situation yeah, in 10 years. I mean,
0: State ditched him for Mike Glennon. Right. Yeah, I mean, Yikes. there's a, there's a reason Ryan's why – on the roster, it says Wisconsin next to Russell. Right, Wilson, too, right, for sure. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think also he graduated from there, right? Or was he a graduate? No, he transfer. was a graduate transfer. Mm-hmm. He yeah.
0: was in grad school at uh, at Wisconsin, and he got his undergrad at, at State. So, I mean, he's got a degree from there, but he's – I mean, it's just – that would be funny. Like, if you look up and you see a draft that's got, like, Leo Chanel and uh, Jack Sanborn <laughs> coming in on day two and day three, or would be like, yep, Russ. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um. <laughs> This might not come as a surprise, but we had Scotty McCreary hanging out here, country star one day, and he is a massive NC State guy, and he mm-hmm. definitely claims Russell Wilson. Oh, of course, <laughs> <of> course he <they laughs> does. Just like
3: Colts fans claim fate. Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you include Russell Wilson in uh, the NC State uh, football zeitgeist, you've got Philip Rivers, you've got Russell Wilson, and then it's you know Mike Glennon, Jacoby Brissett. It's kind of tailed off a little bit, but I don't dying. know
2: why the number one athlete that comes to my mind when i think of nc state is former denver nuggets draft pick julius hodges wow
0: yeah see, that is random and <laughs> i, I th- it's a generational thing because i, I think would think in denver sports the first name that should come to your mind is david thompson
2: yep yep that was skywalker another. yeah when uh, scotty saw the david thompson yeah. jersey signed hanging in the bar he lost his mind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually great it was a video of it um all right what else did we hear from the guys russ whoever else talked yesterday that popped
0: out well not here but see really Mm. good sign to see kj hamler out Mm -hmm. there and moving as well as he is now brace or no brace uh it didn't
2: it it was hard to tell i couldn't tell so
0: i can't say yes or no on whether he had a brace or not maybe i'll zoom in today with the binoculars and check and see but moving moving very well
2: don't take a picture i got in trouble with the broncos one time for doing that with mark sanchez <laughs>
0: what with the binoculars or he
2: had like a sprained thumb or something oh, okay and so i zoomed in with my camera from mm-hmm. far away and like took a picture of like the brace he was wearing yeah um and then posted it and it was like mark sanchez has a brace on his wrist and i got yelled at oh well
0: you know you don't know where the line is until you step on it, and they tell you. Well, that's because the, the line is ever moving. Exactly. Uh, it's, that's very true. It's like this. But um, anyway, so he's out there. He's moving well. Doesn't now – doesn't there mean that he, Yeah. Okay. okay. Doesn't mean that he's back to full work yet. And frankly, I'd be surprised if he's got a full practice workload before camp, I think, before training camp. I think it's going to be kind of easing him back in. Maybe you, I, I could see him seven on seven during OTAs in, a, in about a month or so. Okay. But they're very... And, and George Payton talked about this last week. They're just very mindful of his injury history. You don't want him pulling a hamstring as he's completing his recovery from an ACL. And I think that history of hamstring issues is weighing on the Broncos right now, which is why they are being so cautious here with K.J. Hamler, who is now... Seven months removed from the ACL, but uh, is not ready to play. But you're happy that he's out there in a jersey running routes on air. So, uh,
2: whose side are we taking here, George Payton's or Mike Clis? Is he ahead of schedule, or is he? Uh, is the was it more complicated than expected?
3: Well, on top of that, Mike Clis also in the past week has said that KJ Hamler's status for Week One is in doubt. So it's even more than just training camp, making it for uh, the these practices. And so for me, I was incredibly encouraged to see him yeah. on the field. Uh, he, he was doing a lot of route stuff. He was catching some easy passes. He's not doing everything out there with the receivers, but I thought – Holy cow, we're still so many months away from training camp, so many months away from the start of the season. I am so encouraged. So I have to say that he he looks very ahead of schedule <laughs> right now. And honestly, I'm shocked that a guy that could still possibly be months out was even dressed in a helmet yesterday doing anything. So for we're me, moving I'm, quickly. Yes, I'm very, mm-hmm. very encouraged. Now,
0: I think back to Chris Harris Jr. back uh, eight years ago and uh, eight months after he tore his ACL, he was practicing as well. Now he was a, he was ahead. He was actually doing more work in practice than KJ Hamler is. Again, the hamstring history is why they're holding KJ Hamler back right now. But doing those sorts of things, those sorts of things on air seven months out for a football player, that's actually not unusual. Now I I can I'm sure there are people out there who say, well KJ Hamler is doing this at seven. Why isn't Jamal Murray doing this at twelve months? Different sport different demands on the knee, completely Every different. Every injury is different. Right. I mean, basically, you can be back in football before you're back in baseball or basketball, realistically, from an ACO. Which is really interesting. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it is really interesting. And the one final kind of big takeaway that I had from yesterday is – Holy cow, the vibes are different. The vibes and positivity, talking to Russ, talking to Hackett, those are two of the most positive, unwavering, energetic guys that you're ever going to meet. And those are the guys leading your football team. And that is something that still, it really hit me again yesterday. Just those are the two guys that the team is going to take the identity of. And yes, they're going to face adversity at times. But you know what? I'd rather have a positive person leading my organization when you hit adversity they're always going to have energy we've talked about how energy is lacked in the building for so many years now that's never going to be an issue music is blaring everyone's having a good time uh and it's just going to be a good place to be around and again even when they lose a game or two or maybe even they hit a three game losing streak at some point it's still going to be a positive place and i just think that that that's so big because of just how much this organization needed that and it is just flipped in a complete 180
2: yeah what's funny is like it's easy when you see a clip on twitter or anything to like to like dunk on these guys for being corny right um because they are relentlessly positive <laughs> um and both of them are pretty corny but you know what When someone around you brings that type of energy every day um, and on top of that, it's, it's energy combined with passion combined with grind, right? No one on this team grinds harder than hack or Russell Wilson. So you just have to respect it. And it, it just puts you, it makes you feel better. Yeah. Like it does straight up, you know, you walk into work and they're already there and they're feeling good and they're like two cups of coffee deep and they're popping and they're energetic and you're just happier.
3: Now, could I see this Russell Wilson um, personality? Because it's who he is. It's not a shtick from him. This is who he is. Could I see it grinding certain guys wrong a couple years into it? Sure, I could. And there were kind Mm -hmm. of reports that that was happening in Seattle. But would I take that? over a guy that just has no leadership that has no charisma of course i absolutely will and right now it's it's the refreshingness that the broncos
2: need or just a guy who's a lot cooler than russell wilson such as drew lock like right drew lock is (sighs) in the standard definition of just like a cool dude like the top of the list you know he's as cool as it gets but it didn't work you know Mm. and so now you have russell wilson who yeah he might rub, rub some guys the wrong way guess what Get with it or get out. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. one
3: of the things that rubs – I mean, I would say probably the only thing that rubs guys the wrong way about him is just corny, and that's just who he is. You know who else is so corny – Tom Brady's so corny. I just I, someone sent me a TikTok of his. I watched a couple recently. They're so corny, but you know what? They're actually pretty damn funny as well. And it's something that if you can get past the corniness, it, it, it's it's only a positive positive. and I think that's exactly what it is with Russ. You understand that the is going to be there, get over that and it's all good.
0: I think also Seattle was a different dynamic because he came in there and you go back to the Legion of Boom days and a lot of the and those guys were already there. So he comes in as the younger as the younger quarterback, and guys like the Legion of Boom, Marshawn Lynch, they've they've already established a vibe and culture in that locker room, and Russell Wilson's vibe was different, and of course him being the junior, being kind of the junior partner, as it were when the, you know when you had the perception that the coaches were kind of tailoring to him it rubbed it rubbed some people the wrong way and it was pro- and and at times i think it was probably a shaky personality fit now you come here russ is the older veteran coming in and he's also and he is acknowledged as the leader he's got the skins on the wall the other thing is also quarterbacks more and more as they play deep into their mid to late 30s. Effectively, you have more great quarterbacks leading teams when they're not of the same generation of the guys around them. Peyton Manning was not in the same generation as a lot of his teammates by the time he was done. Tom Brady, you you, you make sure you can go. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. And so now there's kind of more of that little expectation of a little bit of distance, right? Like looking up to him because most of the rank and file of the roster is 22, 23, 24, 25. And Russ is going to be 34 later this year. And nope. so I, I don't think that dynamic is going to play itself out here as it did in Seattle in part. Because, you know, if, 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 it doesn't, if, if his vibe doesn't quite click, it'll be, well, you know, he's just a decade older. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, that, that's just millennial versus Gen Z. Yeah. That's that, that's Okay.
2: Before we move on, I want to let you guys know that support for the pod is brought to you by Manscaped and boys. It's the summer it starts oh, heating up, baby. <coughs> Strawberry sky season is also shave your balls season, <laughs> um, and it's time to get in on Manscaped, uh, which is trusted by eight million balls in the United Woo. States. Uh, which is that That's four million people, roughly? F- roughly. Roughly, roughly, give or take a couple. <laughs> um, uh, but. You got to check out manscaped and obviously the lawnmower 4.0, which they sent to us, we, they hooked it up. You know, we love when they do that. Um, it's an incredible product. Um, uh, but I can't say enough about the auxiliary products that come along with it. Yeah. Uh, I talk about this every summer, but I truly believe the number one thing you need for a summer is crop preserver. Mm. Um, it's essentially ball deodorant, anti chafe, anti perspiration. You take this stuff on the golf course or going on a hike, you feel so much better afterwards then when you come back from the golf course you come back from the hike uh you get that crop reviver couple little spritz on there feels like yep. a whole new day yeah uh coming straight out of the shower so check out our friends over at manscaped use the code broncos 20 broncos 20 for 20 off and free shipping off what you get from manscaped check it all out i can't say enough about all of the products they have over there don't just go for the lawnmower 4.0 get the performance package 4.0 and get all of the stuff so you can test it out and see what works for you.
3: That's gonna keep you clean below the belt. Our friends over at Green Mounted Dental are gonna keep you clean in your mouth and there's no better way to get a teeth cleaning than by checking out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental because when you do schedule a cleaning, x-ray and exam you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush and look they've been a long time DNVR partner they mean a lot to us and you should go and support them because supporting our partners is supporting us they're only a 15 minute drive from downtown Denver and like I said they're part of our community they're great people Uh, they're the best damn family owned dentist in the metro area and they give you a free sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam so check them out over at green mountain dental
2: all right let's move on here into the questions and comments and uh,
3: first let's talk about oh, every time our player <laughs> prospect one only a few more
2: i am a man of routine yes and we've been doing the show in a very specific <laughs> yeah. format for a long time you throw something new in there I'm just not going to get it. It's going to take a while, and we're not going to be doing it long enough for me to ever get it.
3: Well, Ryan and Mace, I want to know what you guys think of Nick Bonito, the edge rusher from Oklahoma. He's 6'3", 248 pounds. Our draft guys say his strengths. He's one of the premier speed rushers in this class. Great first step and bend. He's relentless and has a high motor. His weaknesses, he lacks ideal size and length to consistently win versus NFL tackles. He needs to add strength and play with more physicality. What do you guys think of Nick?
0: I mean, it's funny that the weaknesses, I think, kind of bear themselves out when he played better tackles. The better the tackle, the worse his performance. Mm. And which
2: should normally happen it should
0: normally happen the problem is you're making a level jump going yep. up to the to the to the nfl i don't know that he is quite ready just yet to take on the type of tackles that he's uh, that he's going to face th- in the nfl i think uh this is somebody who could probably he's 248 pounds so he, he checked in a little bigger than i think people expected coming in to the combine but he's somebody that probably needs to add some strength yeah. right now it's all speed with him, but he do, but he doesn't have a lot of power to his game. That's something he's going to have to improve.
2: You know who it sounds like you're describing? Malik Reed. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, a, right. a much yeah. more polished prospect than Malik Reed. There's a reason the Broncos, you know, don't value Malik Reed that much because he's a he's a speed rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can get after the quarterback, and he struggles in a lot of other areas. And. That makes this a tough fit for me to understand for the Broncos. Um, They have pieces like this. They're not all that hard to find. What they really need is complete edge guys. Obviously, they're hoping they have that in Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. Um, But if you are drafting an edge guy high in this class, you're doing it with the idea of replacing probably Bradley Chubb, as we discussed. Some people may disagree. George Payton said it wouldn't be. Um, But to me, it's you're looking for a replacement that description doesn't fit it to me.
3: Yeah, and that's exactly what I thought when I was doing mm-hmm. my research over the past week on him, Ryan, was I was thinking, how does he fit if Malik Reed doesn't fit? And your answer would be, well, right now he's about 15 pounds heavier than Malik Reed, and you hope that he can add 10 to 15 more pounds of muscle what once was the he height gets on him to too? the NFL. 6'3". So-
2: taller yes yes so he
3: has room but he is a project now he's very talented and what you what you also have to balance is let's say we add 10 to 15 pounds on nick is he still going to have that speed rush element because that's what makes him so good he has you know we talk about when we talk about bend first guy that pops into my mind is von miller so he has that but if he gets a little more weight is he still going to have that that great part about him, or is he going to lose that? And that's something that they have to evaluate. And the thing
0: is, you look at what you've got on the roster right now, I mean, you've got Jonathan Cooper, same height, he's six pounds heavier than, uh, than Benito is right now. And
2: what would you say is his strength? Is rushing the passer. Yes,
0: yeah, rushing the passer, but he's got... Uh, he's definitely a little, definitely better at this point at setting the edge and being, and being stout at the point yeah. of attack. And frankly... I think if you had Bonito and and Cooper battling for playing time, I'm not. Sh- I don't think Bonito gets past Cooper this year, and I'm not sure he does. And remember with Cooper, what was the consensus on him, if not for the heart condition? About a third, about a third round pick, you know, right? Right, thir- right, Where we're talking about. Right, exactly. I I don't know that Bonito is. A step up on, on Jonathan Cooper, and especially with Cooper being in year two, I don't know that he's going to take playing time from you. You need guys in that room, obviously. I just don't know if Benito's a fit. Have
2: you guys heard any Jonathan Cooper hype coming from the building? None. Isn't that weird? No. Yeah. I hey. haven't heard anything, and it it almost makes him easy to sometimes slip your mind mm-hmm. a little bit right. um, because no one's talking about him. This dude was so awesome for a rookie last year. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he did a lot with a little. Much like Caden Stearns, you know. Felt like every time he was on the field, he made an impact. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a complete player by any means, but it just seems like he's one of those guys that they'd be building up. You know, this is the next star. I think if you'd
0: had continuity on the coaching staff, you probably would have heard a little bit more. You bring in in a mostly new defensive coaching staff. I think... uh, you're talking about a lot of film evaluations getting, you know, kind of figuring out what they have. And I th- would it surprise me if we heard some buzz growing about Cooper in the next few weeks, though? No.
3: I think that would have to be if the Broncos yeah. don't land a, a top yeah. edge rusher yeah. in this draft, yeah. then they start building. I don't want reactionary up. hype. Right. And that that that's honestly what it would end up being, though, because if yeah. they did believe Jonathan Cooper was the next starter, potentially, for the Broncos, and they think they have a star in Randy Gregory, well then Malik Reed really should be a good number three for your long term. Right now, no. The Broncos are looking for another starter, not to replace Randy Gregory, but to replace Bradley Chubb.
2: Yep. I don't want to see one report that says like the Broncos loved Nick Benito, but he went one pick before them. And then a local report coming out shortly after the Broncos didn't go edge rusher they're super <laughs> confident in Jonathan <laughs> Cooper. Yeah,
3: exactly. Just wait for about a week until we hear those maybe not that exact one but something like that. And so for me, Nick Benito doesn't truly make sense for the Broncos first pick in the draft, but if he's there for one of their third round picks, uh, he he would make sense just because he's a little bigger than Malik Reed and clearly the Broncos just think Malik Reed's too small.
2: Yeah, I was start mm-hmm. I started to look into uh, Ohio State um front seven guys just because i feel like Smart. that's a perfect formula <laughs> yeah. um and then i got to haskell garrett um who looks solid and i was getting really interested in him and then i saw he had like a 3.8 ras score and i was like george uh, payton whatever.
3: No, <laughs> no no not him <laughs> anyway and i mean the crazy Wait, thing about
2: 3.8 i think it was it was really low Ugh, the crazy
3: yeah. thing about benito yeah. four five forty so uh, i don't know what Jeez. his ras score is but uh he is. He has the physical talent.
0: Well, and I, no I, wonder he's a speed rusher. I would say then that maybe he's got a chance to chase down Tyreek Hill in the open field. But you're not playing Miami this year, so it's true. God, I don't have to
2: think about him anymore.
0: <laughs> For the moment,
2: yeah, probably forever. Maybe in January. Typically, Miami is where not. people go to fade away. Yes, exactly. It's no, a retirement that's, community. No, that's
0: the villages. That's the wrong part of Florida. Well, it's close enough.
2: They're <laughs> like five hours apart. I'm dude. sure there's plenty of, uh, <laughs> of 80-year-olds living around <laughs> the Miami area. was
3: the last player to go to <laughs> Miami that everyone talks about?
2: LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, my point <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bad fan base too oh
3: terrible <laughs> yeah if i was drafted there i coming from here and like growing up with this fan base it would be so disappointing
2: i'll never forget going to that game down there it was the uh the infamous jay cutler yeah. game the onside kick game yeah. uh and i i you know i got out of my uber started walking up to the stadium i'm like this is incredible conditions for football Mm -hmm. it was like perfect weather i heard some like country music playing i'm like all right this is cool start walking in like tailgate lots mostly empty uh get into stadium mostly empty (laughs) i was like man what a bummer like they were kind of they weren't completely dead that year i don't think well
0: this is what a long period of losing and not having the guy at quarterback can do i mean miami is what denver could have been because at one point miami had a very passionate fan base and had a very passionate environment for games uh, and then the replacements for Dan Marino over time they got you know that I wouldn't say they got progressively worse they were just on inspiring you know they made mistakes like signing Dante Culpepper in, instead of Drew Brees back in 06 meanwhile not that it's been all smiles and sunshine here in Denver but Jake Plummer did get the team to an AFC championship game. He did have four years of Peyton Manning, which were transformative. So, you know, that's Miami is what could have happened here, but fortunately did not.
2: I will say this, though. Denver, just a much better sports city than Miami. So I think it's a lot easier to happen there. Um, Like, even when the heat were good, it was all bandwagon stuff. Um, They're still good now. They their fans are pretty weak. Yeah. I just think it's a weak sports town.
3: I completely agree. You know what's not weak? Our comment section.
2: Let's get to it.
3: Should we hit some super chats first? We got two of them. First one coming in from Steven says, "Timmy from Sweden at yes. gmail.com." That is correct. Is that the correct email? Yes. I'd like to get on that list as always. Y'all are the best. Love you, True Champ fan 24. We'd love to have you in there, True Champ fan
2: 24. Get in that. A lot of people, you know uh in the last couple of days wanting to get on the list i think they're they you know so many people not me of course um we're talking about my championship
3: oh and number six yes number oh. six it,
2: it just got a lot of like national media i attention. saw i
3: just saw on twitter some people comparing you to mj yes Is that right
2: some people are also comparing me to tom brady mm. um someone co- compared me to thanos okay um and then some um, samurai character of sorts.
3: You're uh, you're giving away your sources because we have one of those comments in the comment section. Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs>
2: uh, well, anyways, uh, yeah, check, it. get on the list. The list is is ever growing. Yes. And the league is ever growing.
3: Yes, it is. And next one coming in from Hayden says, dig the show. Don't always agree with you, but I respect your hard work and how genuine you guys are. You think Chad Muma is an option at 64? Well, Funny enough, we talked about Chad yesterday.
2: Yep. Um, certainly an option. Certainly an option. I'm I, I won't. I'm never going to believe the Broncos are going to invest in that position until I see it happen. Man. And, and just, I realize it's different leadership now, but it just feels like they don't value it
3: how funny would it be if they finally get inside linebacker in the with their first pick and it's the first draft without Vic Fangio that would be something else and we really appreciate you tuning in and Vic
0: sitting there like they got their inside backer they
3: got their quarterback
2: yeah yeah but I still think that if he would have said I want Devin Bush he could have had him
3: I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Um, and hey, not everyone's going to agree on the show. We don't agree all the time, and we, we love when people don't agree with us. So you got to leave your comments in the comment section, so so we can hear your opposite yeah. take. We don't want an echo chamber. Exactly. Mm. Now let's jump into the comment section on the website. First one coming in from Melbourne Bronco says, "My boys, how good is it seeing Russ throwing deep balls at practice? My excitement is building. Loving the DNVR coverage as usual. Were there any surprises with the jersey numbers? Cheers and." Let's ride.
2: Um, what was it? It was the the that cornerback the flip. Yeah, Kawan mm-hmm. Williams to twenty one. Uh, and then Ronald Darby, Darby, Darby to twenty three. Yep, exactly. I only The only way I think this happens is if Darby wanted 23. I think you're spot on. He is Kwan does not have the pull to walk in and, and nudge Darby off his number, especially mm-hmm. when he makes less money than him.
3: And then so why didn't Darby get 23 last year? Well, Kyle, Kyle Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. And he was the vet. He was the experienced guy. So it makes sense. That, even though, and, the, and then Darby would get it. This even year. though
0: Darby actually signed first. Right. Before, right. before Kyle Fuller.
2: He must have not negotiated that. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, the other thing is um, I always check just to make sure 24 still out of circulation mm-hmm.
2: can we i i ju- use like the men in black thing to erase our minds that they gave that mm-hmm. to pac-man jones the yeah. neuralizer. yes
0: i try to every day yes because of everything that went wrong in the vance joseph era that, that's the that is the one. thing that bothers me the most <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. no one should have ever worn 24 in bronco history ever again yeah After
2: that one is really brutal yeah, it, it is. if it was like Pat tan I could have right. got behind it. Right. But it was Definitely. a washed up Pac-Man Jones who did nothing for the team.
3: Well, you know why he was washed? Because he was fifty five years old when they signed him. <laughs> it sure looked like it. <laughs> Next, I thought, well, in.
0: another thing also, real quick, um, and we'll probably see more after the draft if they draft an edge. I hope no. I hope they don't issue fifty eight either.
2: That's mm. fine with me. I'm. I, I, you, you guys know my take on retiring numbers. Yeah. Um, but. At least give it a, some breathing room.
3: Right, right. A season. Yeah. At least a full season. If, and it's not know. that
2: I'm against retiring numbers. I just think sports are going to go on for a long time. We're going to run out of <laughs> numbers eventually, or guys who should have their numbers retired aren't going to get them retired because the team's going to be like, oh, we well, can't keep retiring numbers. We're running low here. I
0: right. would rather see 01, 02, 03 than see 58 no and 24 <laughs> back in circulation because I think after last year's playoff, I think we all know Vaughn's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. And that's basically the standard. It it should be the standard. First ballot Hall of Famer did most everything as a Bronco. Zero, one, (laughs) and one as a number.
2: Yeah, that would be too confusing. Maybe like no, not even triple digits. That's bad too. Oh, that's really bad. Looking yeah. like an AAU yeah, team or something. That would be really bad.
3: <laughs> Next one coming in from Pig Toster66 says: Seven weeks to the day when our players, or when our prayers were answered, and I still think about Russ being our guy and totally lose my mind with excitement. Still can't believe this happened. Why is there so little love for Mike Boone not last for me. year? He was injured early in the year and probably wasn't right for a while. He was RB three on the team with two studs, so of course he isn't gonna get game plan. And when he was running back two in the KC game, he was the element Javante. He was a perfect Javante complement. The guy produces whenever he gets a chance and passes the eye test. He is a baller. No worries for me if he is RB2. Hey, no worries for me either. I just wonder if the organ. it just seems like the organization has worries. Because if he was their answer at number two, fine by me. They could easily sell him to the fan base, but they have said how they still want to Melvin back, how they're still looking for a running back. I
0: think the thing is at 206 pounds, if something happened to Javante, he probably doesn't have the the frame mm-hmm. to be a running back one. I think that's sort of the thing, the thing that is in play right now. It's not that he can't compliment Javante if they're both healthy. It's what happens if Javante Williams has an injury that takes him out for Four, six, eight weeks or longer. Yeah, yikes. In yikes. that ca- in that case, I don't think Mike Boone fits the profile of somebody who could have, who could handle that every download. I think that's that's why you're still hearing talk about bringing back Melvin Gordon or drafting a running back here toward the end of round three and round four.
2: Fair, fair. Pig tosser. I- I'll always be a Mike Boone guy. Yeah, yeah. more carries for Mike Boone.
3: And P- he adds, Zach. You are s- if you slide, you are safe. Got to put the team first. That's what I felt right after I not did not Not in the $100 pants. <laughs> right,
2: exactly. <laughs> or more.
3: <laughs> next one from J-Pat. Seriously, so Cal Bronco says, I missed posting this yesterday as you did hit on Matt Areza. This is the first time pounding the table for a kicker, if I remember correctly. In a previous pod, Zach was not big on drafting a punter early. Let me try to bring him on board. They will save money over the next four years, very low risk, and be the backup kicker. Maybe he can punt and kick in 2024 when McManus contract is up <laughs> flexibility ahead of yourself i love prior debates straws had one hole but glad we are at the level of talking punters let's ride with a reason what do you or a raise what do you say zach are you on board for the third whoa, or fourth round whoa. pick um <laughs> what where i was was i'm fine with them taking a, a punter fifth rounder on same i mean if they get like the guy that they love in the fourth round okay i'm not
2: gonna throw a fit but especially in this draft third round there's three draftable punters so you don't need to jump in the third round
3: i mean if you do that in this draft he's either your second or your third guy drafted i do think you're crazy Jay pat for suggesting that if they get you know an all pro in the fourth okay fine
0: i'm fu- 115 116 those back-to-back picks in round four that's i think the right spot the sweet spot to take him
2: i won't complain I love but, a good punter,
0: but there, there is more buzz about him sneaking in around three.
2: That's that's just yeah. too much. That's insane, especially when like Stone. You could get Stonehouse in four. You know, right. like you're you're jumping too high. I think.
0: I mean Stonehouse is I think probably maybe even like five or six. He's very good. Ereza, I think is special. I think that, that, that's be. the that's the difference between the two of them.
2: The question is, what player did you not get by going punter there, and can, and is the difference in that? equivalent to the difference in a an elite punter and a great punter well it
0: depends mm-hmm. for example like, let's say like late third round picks uh was the guy that you passed on baron browning or was the guy that you passed on brendan langley exactly that's the thing you, exactly. it's
2: and you, and you don't really know yeah. only internally would they know it was down to go punter go you cannot go punter <laughs> in the third round. I'm sorry, but he, you can't. Do whether it.
0: it's third or fourth round, there's gonna be pressure if you draft a punter because if you draft a punter that high, you're expecting him to come in and be terrific I for mean, 15 I, years. Yeah, I, I'm 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 old enough to remember the the Bucks drafting a fourth round punter. Named Monty Robbins out of Michigan, he didn't make the regular season roster. The first oh, that's year, rough. yes, that Whoa. is rough. A guy named Ray Criswell they beat him out. Stop drafting
2: special teams <laughs> yeah. guys just forever. Seriously, yeah.
3: I do think there's a big difference between round three and four, and that's because he's a day two, guy day two or day three, yeah. or a day three guy. And again, especially in this draft, he's one of your top three players drafted. Really quick, everyone tuning in live on YouTube, if you wouldn't mind hitting us with a thumbs up. We have a Seahawks fan in the comments who is salty about Russ not being in Seattle. At least that's what I think he's salty about. Mm. If we hit us with a thumbs up, I think it would uh, drown him out a little bit, and we would really appreciate it as well. It would really help us and help the Broncos community. Mm. Seahawks
2: are inherently salty
3: from the sea. That's very true. You're right. Yes, (laughs) and there's extra salt without Russ, though. Uh, It's tough. Yeah, it is tough.
2: We feel for you, man. Look... (laughs) <laughs> uh, we're really sorry this happened to you, and uh, our prayers and thoughts are with you.
3: Yeah. Good luck with no quarterback. <laughs> we know what that's like. And last one coming in from Sir James says he says, First off, congratulations to Thanos Koningsberg on winning his sixth much. ring and becoming the inevitable. Well, Everyone else is doing it, and I want to be popular, so here is my story of finding out the Russell Wilson trade. I was an hour, a half hour into a workout when I received a phone call that a co-worker of mine had a seizure. She is okay now at oh, work, and Ooh. I was needed in early. The news came in about Wilson, and I started celebrating. However, the only people at work with me were not football fans and couldn't understand my excitement, so I decided to go into a very swanky and highly recommended, if you're not part of it, DNVR Lounge. However, Discord was down that day oh my God. i then tried to turn to twitter to talk to my fellow broncos brethren when at the moment my work was hit with a rush for a steady hour so there i was ready to burst with this information and no one to share the excitement with not the greatest series of events but who cares russ is here let's ride well i'm happy your co-work is okay and i'm happy russell wilson's here
2: yeah uh, it's so funny talking about like how he had to kind of look away from twitter for an hour Even doing our show, the emergency show, and, like, not seeing every person's (laughs) reaction is, like, a little bit uh, anxiety-inducing.
3: Yep, yep. I got to say, doing this show, I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. And one thing that hasn't happened is we, we don't really have a ton of breaking news happen on this show. Maybe the Broncos know we're doing this show. They want us to get over <laughs> with it. But I appreciate them for that. But it, it is fun being on air when breaking news happens. But also with how many other things we have to do, it's it's a little anxiety-inducing.
2: Yeah, that one was a crazy one. I mean, I it just happened so fast that I wasn't thinking of, like, all the things that I needed to do. It was just like, oh my God, I right. just want to react on Twitter. You're I just right. like l- hammered the all caps button and just started tweeting <laughs> nonsense.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think that really encapsulates how all Broncos country was. Yeah. I mean, people are saying they're just screaming and you know, their significant others are like, what's going on? And they couldn't respond for 30 minutes.
2: Here we go from Aaron Ray. What's up my G's? Quick question. RK needs to be stopped in Madden. How do I sign up? And does the system matter? I'm on PS4. Y'all say bless. Yes. Unfortunately... Uh, the PlayStation League um, dissolved, <sighs> but the Xbox League is still going strong, so you can get a... I mean, I, I'm not trying to tell anyone what's cheap <laughs> or not, but the, the Series X is very expensive in my opinion. Yep. The Series S is actually pretty affordable. It's the one I like have. 300 bucks, I think, yep. which and, is still a lot of money for a gaming console, a but... A
3: month ago, they were just over 200 on sale somewhere. I don't okay. remember where.
2: So, you know, it's not the craziest leap. Obviously, you got to learn a new system and whatnot if you've always been a PlayStation guy, but... Um, you gotta get it And you know the email me from Sweden At gmail.com But
3: it is like The USFL Compared to the NFL If you're in the Xbox League You're in the NFL If you're in the PS4 You don't know If it's gonna be there Every year This was
2: my first um, First championship in, On the new Generation Xbox mm-hmm. I was a little concerned That not having The Series X Was uh, was hurting me uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's that's why it's hurt me Honestly yeah. That's why I haven't Been been doing
2: well It's like uh, our guy Big Drive Mitch Who says I never admit Admit to myself that I hit a bad shot. I just blame something else. There we go. It helps yeah. me stay dialed in. That's yeah. how, That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not getting beat. I think it might be the console's fault.
3: Oh, it's all the console's fault in my, in my opinion. There For me,
2: the carpenter go.
0: never blames his tools. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, a good, I don't know. But also, a carpenter is only as good as his tools. That's true. That's the thing. You have those cliches that are completely contradictory.
2: That's true. Or yeah. but maybe it's more just about humility of the carpenter, and that both things can still be true
0: we're getting deep here
2: we yeah. are getting, we're deep.
0: getting this deep. is we're talking about carpenters we can get really philosophical and <laughs> the <leeches> here <laughs> we could all right anything
2: else we need to hit here we've done it all right we've done it all appreciate you guys for tuning in also i didn't say this earlier congratulations to brian on a great season yes yes uh, i didn't give him credit he deserves the credit uh, he's a valiant opponent every single time he also put up insane offensive numbers this year i felt very fortunate to be able to to slow him down on offense uh so thanks for another great battle thanks to all of you guys for tuning in thanks to everyone who hit us with a thumbs up on youtube uh thanks to everyone who's going to come hang out at the dnvr bar tomorrow thanks to everyone who's going to tune in this weekend and this the end of this week for our wire to wire draft coverage it's going to be a blast and of course thanks to youtube everyone have a great day we'll see you on the dnvr broncos podcast tomorrow
1: Rolled out the truck and took a country drive Now understand that you need some time I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton This time.